Welcome to Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the Word together. And I told him what I was going to do. He goes, please don't do that. I go, why? I think it's going to look nice, and it's got a nice rose and all this. And he goes, please don't do that. And I go, why? He goes, he goes you're not going to marry this girl. I said, yeah, I plan on marrying. He goes, he goes, I'll bet you $100 you don't marry her. And I was like, sure, I'll bet you 100 bucks. I'm going to marry this girl, right? And he says, you're not going to marry. He goes, listen, you're going to get married later on. It's not going to work out with this girl. You're going to end up getting married, and you're going to want to take that name off of your arm. And he kept telling, he said, you know, it was just insistent, don't, don't do that. And I said, like, oh, maybe I won't do it, okay. And, but it was an ownership. It was like, okay, you know, she, she belongs to me, and then her name's on my arm, and all this kind of weird stuff. But it, it, it speaks of ownership, and, and that's what I believe the mark, the biggest thing with the mark, it's gonna, you're going to be owned by Satan, the Antichrist, and you don't have a, a chance of going to heaven ever again once you are marked by this man, this demonic man. Do you know that Jesus marks us? Revelation 22, 4 says, and they shall see his face, and his name shall be where? On their foreheads. Satan is the ultimate counterfeit person. We're going to have his name, God's name on us. We're going to be marked for all eternity with God's name. So you're going to either be marked by one or the other, by Satan And the Antichrist, or you're going to be marked by God. Listen to this. I love being marked by God. He's the greatest one that we can serve. He's not a taskmaster. You know, Satan could care less about people. Matter of fact, he hates people. He's a deceiver. He's a counterfeiter, and he wants to mark people up. He wants to own them. So we see this mark of ownership, his name, his number. He, he marks people. But again, the technology, the conditioning. You can't buy or sell it, says without it. It's interesting that we're being conditioned, aren't we? This one, they're all different ones here, but one says face covering required customers, staff, and vendors. You can't buy or sell without a mask. We're being conditioned for this whole thing. That's how close we are. We're being totally conditioned. I can't buy anything. The people behind the counter can't sell me anything without having a mask. And it's just this conditioning. We're good. I never thought we would be in this kind of a place where we're so conditioned, where they're conditioning the people. It's priming it. It's getting everything ready for this mark. Notice the difference mark. It's a difference of an S. Isn't that strange? Mark, mask. It's only a difference of one little letter. That's just interesting. (laughs) And we see the technologies there. We looked at this already. So Amazon, with the palm, literally they're going to set up everything for Amazon. They're setting it up already. We already looked at the video. Just you read your palm. It's real simple. Just you want to go buy a coffee, just put your hand there. You want to buy groceries, just put your, it'll read your palm. So we've got the technology already in place. Guys, we're pretty close to this thing to buy or sell. What about China? What is China? Did you see this? China creates its own digital currency, a first for major economy. A thousand years ago, it says, when money meant coins, China invented paper currency. Now, the Chinese government is minting cash digitally in a reimagination of money that could shake a pillar of American power. So they're already set, and we see that taking place. 
we know this, the, the microchip, uh, we've already seen that before. So I have a video here, I'll probably skip through that. It's just basically a microchip that they put on your, your, in your skin, in your hand. You can take, have access to your office, you can drive your car, you can, do, you can buy with it, all that kind of stuff, but we'll skip that. Oh, I, did you ever hear this before? Okay, one of the reasons why they're saying it'd be good to have uh, like a microchip for everybody when they're born, it says because unfortunately about 28,000 babies get mixed up in hospitals every year. Did you know that? 28,000 babies get mixed up, ultimately leaving them with the wrong parents. 28,000, I didn't know it was that high. You know, one of your children might not be yours. <laughs> That's creepy. So they put it, I mean, so just this one reason alone, they're saying this, so they microchip the baby right away so you know whose is yours, so that's, they can't get mixed up. So just interesting, all kinds of things. So you see the reason for it. You even see when, we, when this whole COVID thing started, and then all, remember, all the toilet paper was missing off the shelves, all the paper products, all sanitizer was missing off the shelves. And I could see for, the, they could say, well, wait a second, if you take the mark, we can control everything, you can't buy or sell, and you go in and say, beep, oh, sorry, Mr. Pettick, you've already bought 20 toilet papers last week, you know? <laughs> you can't, you know, your time's not up. It just, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. You don't have to have keys in your pocket anymore. You can, you know, totally get into your, you know, drive your car. You can get into your office. There's, I mean, even uh, they're saying, there's another thing I read with, with gun control, too, because it's the big thing, but where you can have a chip where it's, it, it it's set up with your gun, so when you grab your gun, only you can shoot the gun. So if someone wrestles your gun off from you, they can't shoot your gun. Your kids try to take your gun and use the gun, they can't use your gun. Because it's also, they're, they're really, they're giving a lot of reasons why this might be a good thing to have. So the technology is there. It's there. Interesting, because the false prophet is somehow gonna get involved with this whole thing. I find it very interesting. Why would the false prophet, if he's a religious leader, that's going to get involved with it? But what do we see today? This is just a few days ago, it says, or a week ago. So you have the popes getting involved with the International Monetary Fund and also the World Bank, telling them you know, things about global... He's calling for a new global plan regarding money and everything like that. So just interesting. But isn't it just the technology we have today is just unbelievable? It's like, okay, Nebuchadnezzar had this image, but this is going to be a real techie kind of a thing that's going to happen. And so I envision all this kind of stuff. I don't know what it's going to be. But possibly with the tracking system that we have, because how can this kill you if you don't take the mark? So there could be all different kinds of things. You can be tracked so they'll know right where you're at. I mean, is it an app that you have to have, part of that, where you just like it if you don't like it, or you show yourself bowing down? I don't know. But with our tracking system, everything that's happening, you'll, for sure, one thing we know for sure, if you don't bow down during the time of tribulation, if you don't worship this image, you will be killed. Some even, I've heard some people say that part of the, the whole thing that you'll have, like the mark, it'll be an electronic thing, but with all our nanotechnology that we have, possibly if you don't worship, they can hit a button and just put poison in your system or something like that. I don't know. We're just, we're speculating on all this stuff. But it's very interesting, isn't it? Let's go back into our text. Here's Wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, 
His number is 666. The number six is the number of man. Biblically speaking, uh, five is the number of grace. Eight is the number of the new beginning. Seven is the number of completion. But six is the number of man, I believe, possibly. Why? Because man was created on the sixth day. God created man on the sixth day. We're told in Genesis chapter one. So many people try to figure this out. 666. They said, yeah, if you, if you look at Hitler's name in a certain language that was 666, and they thought it could have been him. And Bill Gates, you know, if you look at his name in a certain way, it equals 666. It could be Bill Gates. It, they even say the, the latest one I read just recently, Bill Gates' son now. They, why, did they, why did Bill Gates give him the number 666 as his name? And so you got all this stuff out there. I want to stand here and say to you, this cryptic puzzle that we have, I don't believe it's meant for us to figure out. Let me explain to you. Why? Because we won't be here. I, I believe all that speculation, we, I don't think we'll be able to figure out what the whole 666, who this person's going to be, because we won't be here when the Antichrist comes on the scene. Guess what? We're restraining right now. The church by the Holy Spirit's restraining the Antichrist from coming on the scene. Once we go, he'll step on the scene. I believe at that point, people during the time of the tribulation, they're going to read and say, wow, look at this. This is the guy. This is why it's going to make a lot of sense to them. So I don't want to try to figure out this cryptic puzzle of who, who could this be and all this because, guys, again, it's not for us to know. But I believe when they read this text, the tribulation, during the tribulation time, when they read this text, they're going to be able to figure it out. And they're going to like, wow, this is, this is the reason. This is the guy. So don't rack your brains too much. I even have people sending me stuff about the whole thing, who they think it could be and why and all this stuff. I'm like, oh, thank, thank you, but uh, uh, it doesn't make sense to me. So I just am going to let that go and just... But again, I don't think we're, we're meant to know. I really don't. Because it's a number of man. That's what we know. And during the time of tribulation, I think they'll be able to figure it all out. I'll tell you one thing, if you take this mark, you will not go to heaven. That's why I warned my friend. You might say, well, where is that, Pastor? Do you have scripture for that? Thank you for asking that. I love when you ask those questions. <laughs> Revelation 14.9 says, And a third, third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and his image and receives his mark on their forehead or on his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out in full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the lamb. Wow, I don't want that in my life. If you take the mark of the beast, you will not go to heaven. You will go to a place called hell. Notice though, I want you to... <laughs> Pay very close attention to something. The vaccine today is not the mark of the beast. I can guarantee you that with its patches. Why? Because listen, it all has to do with worshiping the Antichrist. If anyone worships the beast and his image and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, he himself shall receive the wrath of God. It's not the, so this mark Whatever this mark is, it is connected to worshiping the beast, worshiping the false prophet, the, excuse me, the, the Antichrist. So this, the vaccine, some people say, well, the vaccine is the mark of the beast. No. Could they develop it into the mark of the beast? Possibly. But it's not today. 
Another thing, if you take the mark of the beast, you will endure terrible pain. Revelation 16, 2, it says, for the first went and poured out his bowl, this is the bowl judgments on the earth, and a foul and loathsome sore came upon the men who had what? The mark of the beast, and those who worshiped his image. You don't want to do that. As I mentioned already, God marks us, but another place where it talks about where God marks us is in Ephesians 1.13. It says, in him you also in him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed, you were sealed with what? The Holy Spirit of promise. He marks us, he seals us with this Holy Spirit. He owns us, he watches out for us. Do you know that today? God is watching out for you. Do you know that you're sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise? Is that comforting? God says that no one can snatch us out of his hands. Jesus said, no one can snatch you out of my hand. Even my father, who's greater than I, no one can snatch you out of his hand. He's, he's taking care of us. I am so comforted in that. We have hummingbirds in our backyard, but we have one that thinks he owns the backyard. <laughs> and I've been watching him lately. And he sits up. We have a, p- palm trees in our backyard, but our next door neighbor has a palm tree. And this little hummingbird he goes on the tip of the, the leaf of the palm tree, the pointy little leaf of the palm tree. I don't know what you call that, but he, he just sits up there and he watches over and I'm watching him, you know, and he's watching over the, the territory like they're very territorial. And if another hummingbird tries to go on the feeder, he just goes zoom like this and he's just like, I mean, you can, sometimes you even hear it. It's just like, zoom, it's like Superman. It's like, zoom. And it's like he comes in, he goes, he goes like this, like, here I am to save the day. You know, he's like this. And then the, the other one, just, they, they all just get out. He's like, this is my territory. Get out. And he chases, it's like not, basically he says, not on my watch. You're not going to do that. Guys, we have a loving God that marks us, that seals us with the Holy Spirit. And he's not allowing the evil one to get to us. Only, listen, the only way the evil one can get to you, if you're a believer, is if you walk away from God, you keep walking away from God, and he'll let you go. I've heard a pastor say once, it's the rubber band theory, though. You can go, but it just hurts when you come back. The farther you go, the more it hurts when you come back. Because he loves us so much. You know, I was talking to a, a friend of mine about the whole thing about being born again. And, and sometimes people get beat up. And they're like, you could tell when they, you talk to them and say, yeah, I'm not perfect. And I, I mess up. And, I, you know, and, you know, I'm trying to witness to my friends and stuff. But, you know, and then, and, you know, but then they, they're just focusing on their sin. And I says, well, let me tell you this. I, I heard someone say this once before. It was very comforting to me. I said, there's a difference of practicing sin. I says, if you're a Christian a believer in Jesus Christ, you have the Holy Spirit, you're convicted of sin, so you're not practicing sin. I said, let me tell you, kind of an example like this. I played on the football team, and I went to practice to get better at it. We had to go to practice. Why? To get better at what we were doing. When, when I was in the world, sin, I would practice sin. Why? I wanted to get better at it. 
I, I was proud of the things that I did in the world. I would go in, after the weekend, I'd go Monday and talk to the guys all the things I did over the weekend. Is that why I practice it? I was practicing it to get better. If, you're, if you say you're a Christian and you're practicing sin where you're trying to get better at sin, I'd say you're not a Christian. Because that's not what we do. As a Christian, we don't practice sin. We don't try to get better at sin. Matter of fact, when we mess up, when we sin, when we make mistakes, what do we do? We go to the cross and say, God, forgive me. There's a, there's a conviction of the Holy Spirit in our lives that bring us to the cross. And we, we're like, Lord, forgive me, cleanse me. And the Bible says if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just. He forgives us of our sin. He cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Amen? Amen. So there's a big difference. And, and know that the very one that has sealed you with the Holy Spirit of promise is watching out for you. Just stay close with him. Stay near to him. I want to shift gears real fast. I'm looking at my time, but I want to update you on the pastor in Canada. Have you guys heard the update on? How many have heard of the update, the recent update on him? Oh, good, hardly any. Okay, well, it's actually not a good thing. It says the, the court grants Alberta's request to forbid jailed pastor from challenging the health order during the trial. So he can't challenge it. He says they're not going to allow, because he's asking for scientific evidence, why he's being restricted and all. And they said, no, you can't challenge us. We're going to, so bad news. But keep praying for this man. He's going through a hard time. So keep praying. I'll keep you updated whenever I can. Another thing I want to point out, did you guys see this? Biden administration clears the way to allow research on fetal tissue from abortions. On Friday, the Biden administration announced the removal of a previously, previous barrier and restriction that was put up by, in 2019 by Trump's administration. See, Trump's administration said, no, you can't use fetal tissue. You can't use aborted babies. So he put a stop to that. Well, now Biden has changed that. So much so, did you guys see this? That the federal government is actually buying baby parts. This is a real truth you can look it up, The Federalist. Last week, it says uh, the group, uh, the Judicial Watch group dropped a bombshell, a 600-page report proving that the United States government has been buying and trafficking fresh aborted baby parts. These baby parts are purchased by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, and some, on and on and on and on. Look it up yourself. It is terrible. So tell me that it doesn't matter how we vote. I heard on a radio program in January, a very, very, very popular pastor mentioned, and I quote him. He says, when you get to heaven, Jesus isn't going to say to you, who did you vote for in 2020? Listen to this. He says, he might say to you, did you treat how did you treat people that you disagree with? I disagree with this pastor. He does care who we vote for. Why? Because of things like this. This is barbaric. This is terrible. I'm going to quote the same pastor. It's not who we put in the White House. It's who we put on the cross. No, I think both are very important. We preach the gospel. We teach the word. But also as good shepherds, we warn the flock when evil is in our midst. He also said, listen to this, talking about politics. This is his quote. It's not our battle. It's not our fight. Well, if Satan is the deceiver of the nations, then whose battle is this battle? It is our battle, guys. And I'm very grateful for this church that's standing up against the lies of the enemy. And I want to give the Lord a hand for you guys. 
because this should not be happening in our country. This is wrong. And shame on those pastors that are saying these things. It sounds so spiritual. It sounds so good, but it's not good. It's not biblical. The Bible says that we're to speak up. Proverbs chapter 31, speak up for those that have no voices, those that are appointed to die. We're speaking up for that. We're supposed to. It's biblical. The reference is Proverbs 31.8. It says, speak up for those who have no voice. And in the case of all who are appointed to die, we're to speak up for them. Listen to this. When he, uh, just to come against the lie about God doesn't care who's in the White House. Well, when King David was king, do you know when King David was king, when he was walking in the ways of the Lord, do you know the whole nation was blessed? Amen. You know, when there's a wicked king, it affected the whole nation. It does matter, guys. It does matter. Lord, help us. I will continue. And I've been praying about to even name these names because this, this to me is wrong. People are being lied to. And it's done in such a crafty way, guys. I, I listen to it. If I didn't know the Bible, I'd say, oh, that makes sense. It's, it does matter. It only matters who we put up on the cross. No, no, both. Why do we exclude one? Why do we say it only matters who we put on the cross? No, it does matter who we put on the cross. Jesus Christ died on the cross for the sins of mankind. But he changed us. He saved us to change us and to use us to be light and salt in this earth. And we, as a, as a body of believers, should be standing for truth. Amen? Amen. Amen. That was just my little side thing here. I wanted to get off my chest. I feel better now, you guys. Again, we don't have to worry about the mark of the beast because we will not be here. We just need to trust the Lord. Will we see some trying times? We might see some more trying times before the rapture. I don't know, but I truly believe with everything that we're seeing, we will see the rapture soon. That's what I believe. And I'm going to keep trusting the Lord. I'm going to keep looking to him. I'm going to keep looking up. And I want to encourage you to do that. Heard a story about a lady. She came to church and she said, Pastor, I need to tell you, my husband's threatening me. He says he doesn't want me to go to your church. And if I go to your church, he's, he's threatening me to kill me. And the pastor said, listen, trust, you know, trust God. God will get you through this. Have faith. You need to go to church. And so she goes, are you sure? He said, yeah, just go to church. You know, God will protect you. Week after week, she's worried. And then finally one week, she goes to the pastor. She says, Pastor, it's getting worse. He's threatening. He says, if I keep going to your church, he's going to kill you. He says, honey, you should probably be watching online. (laughs) It's a silly story to prove a point. How much are we trusting God? How far do we have to go when we see people saying, oh, we trust God up to this point? How far are we trusting God? Are we trusting God? Are we truly trusting him? Are you sealed with the Holy Spirit, a promise? Is God in your life? Do you know him personally? Keep trusting him. We read about these things that are gonna happen in the future. It's a warning that goes out, not for us because we won't be here, but for us to let people know there is a judgment that's coming to this earth. So as we close, Are you filled with the Holy Spirit? Have you given your life to Christ? We'll close with this verse because I love one of my favorite verses in the Bible. I have a lot of them, but this is one way up there. It says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you to the Lord. Why? Because he trusts in you. God has perfect peace for us. We can trust him. He's watching 
out for us. Are you trusting him? I pray so. I hope so. Because the end time could be, the end times could be here at any time where there will be a mark, but that's not for us. We just need to continue to look up. Amen? Hi, this is Pastor Joe, and I'd like to take a moment to personally invite you to one of our three services here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor in Huntington Beach. Our service times are 9 a.m., 10.45 a.m., and 12.30 p.m. Please come and say hi after the service. I would love to meet you. For more information, check out our website at ccoth.com. That's ccoth.com. Hopefully, we'll see you here later today. God bless you. You have been listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettick, an outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. Our address is 16450 Pacific Coast Highway in Huntington Beach, California, 92649. We're located in Peter's Landing Marina in Huntington Harbor. Now, may we continue to go to his throne of mercy as he changes us from glory to glory.